Hello everyone and welcome back to Eating Salads. It's me again, Austin Crosby. We, uh, I don't know, we had a kind of tumultuous salad today. Turmeric, which happens to dye your clothes, mixed with uh, chickpeas, which happen to roll all around, and, uh, and some tuna salad. So, yeah. Uh, we, what happened, we got a bread box. It's wild wild grains from uh, Casey's stepmom, which is very nice. It came with three loaves of bread, two packages of uh, noodles, and some biscuits. And so we decided to make a, uh, I think it was like a three seed loaf. And um, yeah, so we were eating that with our basically monkey chow with turmeric and it was just rolling all around. Anyway, Makes me wonder, you know, wild grains. What does that mean exactly? Wild grains. It's interesting marketing, but um, is that like a euphemism for heirloom grains that they're making the bread out of? Like, how could they be wild? How could they be wild? They couldn't be. You can never make bread out on an industrial scale out of wild grains. So... I think they mean heirloom, and um, I don't know, they just struck me as curious while I was looking at the box, which I have to recycle, I have to break it all apart and take all the, uh... here's a question, dry ice, is dry ice carbon intensive? I think so, probably, right? Probably, and shipping things is, and you know, making and shipping food around Basically, getting deliveries of food, I wonder. In my mind, I think, you know, okay, we get... If you get your food from the grocery store, it's been delivered from the grocery store. The supply chain is highly carbon intensive. It would be nice if we had electric semi-trucks to move the food around, or they come to rail on rail to distribution centers and then they go from there on electric that would drastically cut emissions but by the time you buy like a bushel of tomatoes i think that uh, the transportation of the tomatoes at least is dispersed amongst you know eighty thousand pounds of produce or whatever you know it's a whole trailer's worth so when you divide it per tomato it's not that bad um actually it's another thing we could talk about Sorry. So, it's like 96 degrees here today. Um, basically, I think that it can't be better for the environment to ship around foods with dry ice and food packaging specifically. When I was left, there was a brief period where I was left alone in Savannah without a mode of transport. And that overlapped with the very beginnings of Amazon Pantry at the time. And so I did order a bunch of groceries on Amazon Pantry. But back then, it's like all you could get was like canned, non-perishable stuff. So I, I tuna salad was basically what I was eating, which is fine, you know. <laughs> um, I love tuna salad. Um, that just came in a cardboard Amazon box. This has not only the dry ice, but like another gel frozen pack and also like, you know, a layer of soft blankety cardboard and it's like double layered 
and uh, made to be kind of like a cooler. And yeah, most of that should be recycled, but uh, it doesn't compare. I mean, and if we're comparing it to at least like going to the grocery store, like, yeah, we would drive an electric vehicle to the grocery store where all the food has been shipped there collectively. So it's difficult. I, I imagine that in the future, in the next several years, we will have a renewable operated electric fleets of delivery vehicles, whether that's from Walmart or Amazon, whoever else, UPS, FedEx. If it came on an electric delivery van, that would make me feel a lot better. But um, I don't know. It's a tricky one. Because I, I think that in the utopia, it would be much better to just have a delivery truck packed with everyone's groceries sustainably driven around town rather than everyone independently going to the grocery store, especially in gas cars. So anyway, that that's not super interesting. Um, I did calculate our carbon footprint today for the last year, and um, Casey doesn't know the score yet. I didn't know if she maybe wanted to, uh, there was something that I maybe wanted her to watch, or if she wanted to watch it, then at the end she could maybe guess what our carbon footprint is. And the entire, I will reveal it, I'm going to whisper it here in a second, um, the whole concept of carbon footprint is problematic because people like to say, oh, they're just putting it off on you. It's just a think tank that said, oh, well, let's, let's, put, let's put the responsibility on the consumers instead of on industry. And I think that's valid, but only insofar as you should be aware that industry plays the bigger role than you and that awareness should just make you think about how you want to support what industries. So if you go compute your whole carbon footprint and think, oh, that's it, but you, you don't include the fact that, like, I don't know, you, for me, my guilty pleasures are paper towels, I know that, and also um, coffee, right? Like, I know that. Also, air flight. We'll, break, we'll talk about that in a second. But... Um, yeah, I don't know. I think when you go, oh, it's industry, it's industry, it's like, yeah, no doubt. Be and be aware of that before you consume products of those industries, right? Like, how much concrete are you buying? You know what I mean? So worry about what you can control, and that is your, your carbon footprint. But know that that's not... Your carbon footprint is a drop in the bucket, but... Uh, as Andres Malm said in his book, like uh, How to Blow Up a Pipeline, you know, it is a bucket of drops. And uh, you've got to turn off the faucet before you can start lowering the water level of the bucket. We've got to start somewhere. And uh, I guess the average, um, the average North American carbon footprint is 15 and a half metric tons of carbon per year. 15 and a half tons. And you have to think that's, you know, 30,000 pounds. Well, actually, I can't. Don't quote me on that because metric tons could be different than the tons I'm used to. Imperial, empirical tons or whatever. Um, 15, 15 tons of a gas is a lot. I think that's also a problematic thing. They should do it in volume. They should be like, you know, 
I don't know, and, and maybe not. Uh, then the average European is, I believe, 6.8 tons, so less than half. Hours, I actually calculated with two different services, and where it got complicated, one of them was carbonfootprint.com, one of them was the EPA. Where it gets complicated is they don't really let you... They do let you, you know, select the renewable percentage of your electricity mix from the grid. But then when you go to transport, they don't have good options for you saying like, oh, this is an electric car and we power it on solar, our own solar. You know what I mean? Like they didn't have, it's not that sophisticated. So... It was hard to pinpoint. But basically, I know, like, I don't want to double count my transport because I've already included my home electricity on the last page, and that was also our car's electricity. So now when you ask how many miles have we driven the car, you kind of don't have to worry about that because that, I mean, I know that there are tires on the car. That's part of it. But there's not really maintenance, and um, there's not oil and stuff, and we already included. So you know what I mean. So remember, average American, 15.5 metric tons. Average European, 6.8 metric tons. According to the EPA, we are at 3.9 metric tons. And according to carbon footprint, we are at 4.1 metric tons. So that's pretty good. And there's room for improvement uh, anyway. Also, we got this month's electric bill. And it was actually lower than last month's. It was negative $150, which more than covered all of our uh, water and fees and brought us $30 further into a deficit or, you know, a credit. Um, so, yeah, now we're looking at like negative $100 on our account waiting to be built up. The crazy thing was, again, like last month was rainier. So we produced less solar. It was like negative 139 last month, and now it's negative 150. And that was kind of counterintuitive. I saw it going down, and I projected it would continue to go down, but then it went back up. And uh, now I don't know if next month will look more like last month. You know? Either way, it means that our uh, annual rolling electric bill is sitting at negative $260. It actually went down, the rolling number went down $100 more because I guess this would have been our, uh, you know, our August bill. And last August bill was like negative $45. And now it's negative 150 So pretty amazing. Um, something else, that was the carbon footprint thing. Yeah, there, the the curiosity that, I, that I've been interested in today is there is some drama with Linus Tech Tips and Linus Media Group. And uh, I've been watching Linus Tech Tips for years, back when it was NCIX Tech Tips before Linus went out on his own. Um, and he's a guy that you've basically seen grow up and start his own multi-multi-mega-million-dollar business, which turned into like one of the main players in tech news, basically. And the pro the thing with Linus is I've always known him to be 
there's this, there's this, I don't know if it's an archetype, but to me it's an archetype. And uh, I don't know if that's oxymoronic to have a personal archetype, but the nerd that feels like they've become cool and turns into the bully and or the unaware nerd that doesn't realize uh, they're a villain. And an example I brought up to Casey earlier was in Revenge of the Nerds, the nerds are the villains. Like, they commit rape. They're rapists, the nerds. Um, and that really didn't, they didn't understand that back then. But it's a deeply problematic movie now, if you rewatch it. Um, Linus has just been a terrible CEO and owner of this business. I mean, he's made financial decisions that maybe is all he really cares about. But I will also say personally, uh, he has earrings, wears flip-flops, and then has like colored cars. So you can imagine he's a little guy. So there's a little bit of little man syndrome. Um, I don't know, man. He He's just like always being a terrible boss to people like there was talks of them wanting to unionize a few years ago and he was like very anti-union and his whole thing was like we don't need a union because they can just come to me and talk to me which is laughable i think uh if your employees are talking about wanting to unionize they're correct they should because you probably suck if they even need to talk about it but i guess he squashed that and anyway, this recent batch of news, this recent drama, and um, before I get into it, I'll say like he's also like been doing a crazy home remodeling project, which he's been making content out of, and he makes his employees like spend a lot of their time at his house working on his house, and there's a lot of like the personal blending that I think is like pretty inappropriate. Um... But what can you say, right? That's allowable. Well, recently someone came out, Gamers Nexus did a report because a company sent Linus Tech Tips a computer part to test. And they not only tested it incorrectly and published the results, but then they auctioned off their prototype without asking them. They were supposed to send it back, but they auctioned it. And then uh, we're very dismissive when this company was upset that they've auctioned off what could obviously contain trade secrets. Depending on who bought it, you know, it could easily be reverse engineered. Um, while all of that drama was playing out, and they were like making half-hearted, joking apology videos that were also very dismissive and uh, had the wrong tone altogether, a girl that worked there but had quit and was being harassed for having quit, made a long thread about the repeated harassment, abuse, hostility, and you name it. And uh, I don't know, I, I very much have been nuanced with all the Me Too accounts, and I fall on you know various sides of every case. This is one where you hear what she's saying, and you're like, oh, yeah. Not like she was raped or anything, granted, okay? 
But over the entire time she worked there, they were just nasty. They were just doing terrible business practices, which is the exact look that everyone was trying to ignore about Linus in the first place. They, like, swapped out contracts to be unfavorable. Had her move to Canada from the States. Um, but then, like, because of her visa status, she couldn't really dispute certain technicalities with the contract that were predatory. Uh, I don't want to get into the specifics. But there was also I, I just nerdy autism cringe that sh this girl was being subjected to. Having employees lust after her, and then when she would complain about it, uh, she was told that maybe she should just go out on a date with this coworker to quote ease the sexual tension. Um, she was called slurs, I uh, supposedly, you know, allegedly. Um, they would just harass her and give her like a really overbearing workload, and then taunt her when she was uh, communicating stress. Um, she cut herself to take sick days. She was she was basically berated for taking sick days and then felt that the only way she actually could get a break was to be hospitalized. So she cut herself to be hospitalized, um, etc. The day that she quit, apparently, someone told her, oh, you're always trying to be funny because you don't have any other skills. Just stuff like that. And now Linus Tech Group has a new CEO. Speculation is that appointing this other guy as CEO was to get ahead of some of this stuff. Um, but they have just made like terrible half-hearted apologies and addressments. And now there's going to be like some sort of investigation. And it's a shame because you get, literally saw this guy like... 15, I mean, for 15 years, probably, I've been watching this guy's content and, and seeing this whole company take shape to where they recently had an offer for, uh, oh, I guess, $100 million or more to buy the company from him, and he refused. And now all of this stuff stuff is happening. But more so, my comment on this is the Revenge of the Nerds analog, where the nerd gets their little microcosm where they now feel empowered to become the bully themselves and how gross that is just one of the grossest things there is um unbearably cringe you know and there will always be god i mean the linus tech tips group of people are are the are the grossest group of nerds that you could almost imagine. There was some speculation I saw uh, where someone was like, oh, it couldn't have been so-and-so or so-and-so. They're just too nice. And in my mind, I'm like, no, that's exactly who it would have been. And it's crazy that all you nerds read it so wrong and think, oh, that guy's a sweetheart. That guy's a sweetheart. Like, no, that guy thinks he's the king of the nerds as well. He thinks he's the duke of the nerds, perhaps, because he's handsome or whatever. But I, it's just such a gross thing. And there will always be guys lining up, beating down doors to come work for Linus because they are nerds or incels or whatever. And it's like, that's just such a shame. Like, you're, you're talking about a guy who will never have a problem importing, you know, a fresh crew um, to basically be his slaves. 
because he's like the most famous nerd. And I just hate that. So that also being said, I wish that this accuser would have just gone forward with a lawsuit instead of all these public allegations um, and really taken them through the ringer. And it also begs the question at what point, you know, Q1984 reference, but at what point are we going to say like, actually employees and employers all need to wear body cams and it always should be recording if you're talking to one another. You should not have unrecorded interactions with coworkers because it's a liability. And and when are, I don't know, is it going to be insurance companies? Like who's going to come out and say like, Everything just needs to be recorded. Period. Like if I just hate that. I when I hear someone, oh, I was called a slur by my manager, or whatever. I was called. I was sexually harassed repeatedly. Um, I think, and I'm gonna. I'll quote in full profanity. Um, someone was like, oh, how do you like to fuck to this girl? Like that kind of stuff. Where it's just like, ugh. Yeah, I I would talk that way. You know what I mean? But not in a certain setting. <laughs> it's just so gross, dude. And it, and it is just like... You would feel like the crazy one having your phone in your pocket recording all day long. Just for the moment that you catch one of these nerds sexually harassing yourself. But it's like, that's what you've got to do. It's just what you've got to do. Anyway, thank you very much. Come again tomorrow.